Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Maybe that's why Bluehost has been recommended by WordPress.org since 2005. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to Bluehost.com Wondersuite. That's Bluehost.com Wondersuite. Okay, you ready, IP? Ready when you are. Let's lay this baby down. Lofty, you on the guitar, mate? You right, Scope? Yep, standing by. Birdie, you on the bass? Yep, ready to go. All right, here we go then. One, two, three, four. Just two good old boys. Two good old boys. Never meeting no harm. Be sorry, never saw the hand, no hair since the day they was born. Straighten the curves. Straighten the curves. Flatten the hills The coffee might get them But the Lord never will For casting away The only way they know how With a little more mojo Than the Lord will allow Welcome to this week's edition of the Mojo Radio Show. If you are new to the show, nice to have you on board. Appreciate you taking the time to hit the download button. You've boarded the bus, the big red bus we call the Mojo Radio Show. Now, before we start, if you like what we do, how about throwing us a bone? Leaving a little review on iTunes, we'll take, it'll take you 60 seconds and we will take a single, a single line, as few words as you want. Because we have no advertisers and sadly we have no sponsors. Hello to our friends at Doseki. <laughs> actually, actually, I was thinking just last week, mm. we should get AP to fire out that old promo we did. Remember we ran that campaign ah. for Doseki yeah, to be yeah, yeah. the most interesting men in podcasting? Hang do we on. still have that? I do. Hang on. AP, I've got the music here, mate. Hang on. Here we go. Their charm is non-existent. 
Years ago, they worked in radio. Today, they don't remember a moment of it. They are the only grown men ever to fail a preschool spelling test. Every time they go for a swim, women and children run for their lives. Alien abductors return them to Earth with the words, we do not understand, tattooed on their foreheads. If they were to give you directions, you'd end up at the closest pub, no matter where you really wanted to go. Their smell precedes them. The way of fart precedes watering eyes. They are the most interesting men in podcasting. That's a bit of fun, isn't it? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know that we live up to it, but we try. Uh, And speaking of fun and speaking of all things food and beer, did I see uh, Lofty floating around the studio? Uh, I saw the top of his bonce sort of halfway above the window, below the window there, yeah. (laughs) Hey, guys. Yeah, g'day, Robbo. Now, Lofty, you invade my home (laughs) 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 most weeknights on a a little show called MasterChef. Robbo, it's going pretty good around the world, isn't it? It's going gangbusters. Around 180-odd countries around the world are now watching the Australian version of MasterChef. Is that right, Lofty? Yeah, look, um, that's right. More than 180 countries, as you said, Robbo. In fact, I've been told, and uh, I'm certainly led to believe it's true, that MasterChef Australia is the most watched cooking program in the world. And, you know, when you consider it's going to so many countries, that is um, more than likely very, very true. So you know what we have to do, Gaz? We, that means Lofty's got to come around to our place and cook dinner sometime soon, I think. No, no, <laughs> just bring the leftovers. <laughs> just, mate, sweet week. Just get some of those amazing desserts these guys are making to flip over with that or, or no, the grill, grill week. Yeah, grill hey, week. Take a bit off the grill, we'll reheat it. A couple of Dos Equis, good to go. <laughs> Oh, look, let me tell you, you're much safer with me being the narrator. My um, my skills when it comes to uh, whipping up a feast in the kitchen, not that crash hot. So, Gaz, your suggestion of maybe uh, sampling some of the sweet week delights or reheated leftovers from grill week, a much, much safer option. Mate, nice. They had a bit of kangaroo with some bush herbs on it the other day, some Aboriginal bush herbs. I thought, oh, that looks good. <laughs> good to have you here, Lofty. Thanks. Uh, thanks for having me in, guys. Good to see you, as always. The Mojo Radio Show. Okay, so here looks like everybody's on board. This week's guest is Louise Cash. Now, Louise has been described as a cross between a Harvard professor and Bette Midler in sensible shoes. <laughs> <laughs> Well, right. this is this is there you go. another this be interesting. Well, this was a a suggestion from one of our listeners, a lady called Christina, who runs a terrific business called Ideation at Work here in Australia. Christina wrote to me and said, "Look, this lady is fantastic. I'd love you to meet Louise." So I did. Louise advises businesses literally of all sizes in all categories, and her whole mission is to ensure that the company and their brand, the business breaks out instead of blending in. Louise has written a book that I've had a look at called How to Name Your Business. And although it's a business naming book, I reckon there's a lot more in it than just the name. So 
I wrote to Louise and said, hey, how about coming on the show, spending some time with us so we can dig into all this? And thankfully, Louise said, sure. So, Louise, welcome to the Mojo Radio Show. Thank you so much. I'm thrilled to be here. Now, when people ask you what you do, how do you like to reply? I like to reply that I'm a brand whisperer. I help people figure out how to get their brand name right so they'll be remarkable and will break out, not blend in. So is it is it fair to say that the, the whole principle of naming a business, that is your business? Yes, that's one of the elements. I do a couple other things too. You've got to get the name right, the story right, the tagline right, because we're... We're all competing against Coca-Cola's $2 billion marketing campaign, and there's now over 7 billion people on the planet. So we have entered the attention economy, and all your good listeners who are trying to create maybe a side hustle where they're starting a business or they have a business, they've got to get noticed. They've got to get somebody's attention, and the name is the first thing that's going to grab attention. I want to jump in the name in a second. Just explain to me the attention economy. I haven't heard that term before. What's that mean? What that means is... Before you've got to the radio show and started to record this, you've probably encountered 2,000 different brands. I mean, even your underpants are screaming their brand names to grab your attention. So everybody wants your attention because that's the most precious commodity there is now. So we are in the attention economy. Just as a sideline, Robbo's brand name is Captain America. His jocks are currently he only wears to the studio. So that... Uh, that certainly is grabbing attention when he comes in with his pants pulled down. Anyway, look, let's, uh, let's try, and stay on, try and stay on track. Tell me, if we, if we strip it right down, Louise, right back to what's in a name? Why, how, how important, what's in a name? What's psychology behind a name? Yeah, okay, there's a bunch of questions there. So let's look at Captain America underpants. So Captain America <laughs> underpants, because you asked me to strip it right down, so I'm going to go bare on this. We're going naked raw naming. <laughs> is that that technique, for example, is what's called the designate technique. So Captain America designates individual. iMac, YouTube, Lady Gaga, they all represent or designate a singular identity. And we connect with the singular. So there's seven different kinds of naming. And the reason why naming is important is, again, you need to grab people's attention. I've renamed some businesses because sometimes people start a business and they go, okay, well, we're going to call it the TDG group. This was a guy who was a, he, what do you guys call him here? Again, my Australian is a second language. He makes orthotics. He's a podiatrist. So he's called the TDG group, but he was the only guy who was about to finish a PhD in this area, one of three in the continent. So when renamed, we renamed his business Soul Science in 18 months, we generated 120% more revenue, and the only thing we did was change the name. I like that name too, Soul Science. Yeah. That's very clever. Well, because it's soul, it's the bottom of the seat. Science, yeah. is dealing with a PhD. So the right name gives people a hook to remember you, and you want to be memorable, but better yet, be unforgettable. So are you finding there's more work for you right now, Louise, because of the proliferation or the vibe around being a startup? or the proliferation of people wanting to work for themselves, be a digital nomad, consult, be a freelancer. Is there, is there a lot more work around for companies starting up today? Yes. 137,000 new businesses around the world are being started every single day. And that's because the economy is broken. Cradle to grave employment is dead. So people are realizing the only security they have is their own job. So whether it's a little job or they want to make it full-time so they can employ their entire family and friends, yeah, 
I am getting more people asking for some help. What was that number? 137,000 a day. Is that what you said? Yes. Wow. 137,000 businesses globally are being started every day. Wow. And, and small business in this country is what's driving the economy. Yeah. And Australians can be incredibly proud of that. Your, your book is called Namefluence and the subhead is how to name your business for success. How do I ensure I'm naming the business for success and not just naming the business? Because the reason I say that is I think a lot of people name their business, but they don't think about naming their business for success. Talk me through the difference. Yeah, well, I will do that. And and in fact, this book is being re-released as Word Glue (laughs) in September because the reason a business name is successful is because it sticks. And what a successful business does is if your listeners can remember this one tip. So hang on to this, listeners. You want a brave name, not a blonde name. If you ask people, hey, I've got these business names, which one do you like? The, that decisive part of the brain that makes the decision do I like it or not like it, that's the front of the brain. We're going to go science here, hardcore science. That's the neocortex, the front part of the brain. But it's the old part of the brain, back of the brainstem, at the top of your spine, that notices whether something popped out or not. So when you're creating a brand, if you want to be successful, you want to name your ice cream company something like Spoon Me, not uh, Pam's Ice Cream. So you want to do the thing that grabs attention, that creates delight, that gets people talking, uh, and that disrupts. So you just talked about asking somebody else their opinion. So there are a lot more digital nomads, a lot more mm. soul. Don't do it. People who are in a, a back room right now starting a business, there's somebody sitting on a bus and they're commuting to work and they've got this dream of doing their own thing and they've got this name in their mind. Tell me, yes. tell me how I test it. So you said, don't ask this question, ask that question. What is the right way to frame this, Louise, to get the right answer? Yeah, absolutely. This is really, really important for those brave souls who are trying to create a business that matters. So don't ask people, do you like this name? Because again, that's a decisive part of the brain, the, the newer brain. What you want to do is create a list of your names and have a couple of different lists. So let's say you've got five names that you like and you know because you checked um, that they're not trademarked by anybody else. Um, you know they're available to you. You create a couple of slips of paper, or you can do it online, and say, okay, which of these names grabbed you first? Which one grabbed you first? And you want to make sure that you're asking the people in the, in the segment that you're going to serve. So if you're serving um, moms, you ask a bunch of moms which name popped out. If you're serving accountants, you ask a bunch of accountants which name grabbed them, because If you want to make a business that works, it's probably because you're serving a very particular niche. First, to start with, you can always get bigger. And and once you build reputation, you'll scale. But you always start with the most viable audience. So what's a good name do? So I've done that. I've got some opinions. In most cases, I'm probably confused now because a few people have gone for different names. But I'm starting to get a feel for it. In my own mind... A good name what? A good name does the heavy lifting for you day after day after day. So there's some science to this. So Uber works as a name because 
oh, there's these crazy scientists named Eric Yorkson and, and uh, Gita Menon, and they found out there's this thing called a sound, sound hierarchy. So Uber, right? Uber opens the mouth wide. Uber, it sounds like it's moving. It works. It works. It's such a great name. So a, a good name will make people pay attention. It's going to make people want to say, hey, have you heard about this? And you give them an easy way to tell your story. Do you know what's interesting about an Uber? is that nobody knew what the hell an Uber was until Uber created it. Yeah, of course, of course. Nobody knew what an Adidas was until Adidas created it. How much is in the name itself and the sound versus the perception you create, the story you create that brings that thing to life? Like, where's the intersection? A beautiful question. Thank you for that. So what we know is that you want to use every little cool tool you can to create a name that matters. So when we've got something like Uber, it's using, without even probably realizing it, the sound, the science of sound, because it's got a beautiful mouthfeel. These two guys out of MIT, Jorge Guzman and Scott Stern, and MIT is the number one university in the world. They studied all the startups in Silicon Valley between 2001 and 2011. And what they discovered was that if you named it after yourself, you had a 70% fail rate. If you named it a small word, like a, a small, no more than three um, syllable short words, were five times, uh, what's the stat? Oh, can't find my stat. Where's the stat on that? Oh, who knows? But I, what I do know is that if you trademark your name, you had a 70% success rate. The intersection is you want a short name that breaks out. So Seth Godin, one of the marketing geniuses in the world, named a business Yo-Yo Dine. He also named a business Skidoo. Like, what on earth does that mean? But all it did, it was so unusual, it caught people's attention long enough for him to then, then tell the story of what people, of what the brand meant. So think of it as you want to pass a two-second test, so a name that passes a two-second test so you get the attention, and then you're going to have like a 10-second story. And if that pulls them into the brand a bit more, and then you can get going. Of course, you have to deliver quality and you have to keep your promises. You have to be trustworthy and ethical and all those good things. But first, you got to grab their heart and their soul, their eyeballs. You work with Seth Godin. I do. And he's written a forward or a piece for your book. Yes. What was the... What was the the greatest lesson you took away that you think about on a regular basis that had an impact on you and your world? Yes, absolutely. So I'm one of his coaches in his marketing seminar, and I'll be a coach in his fall bootstrapping course, which I'm thrilled to be part of that community that's creating businesses, products, services that matter. The number one thing I got from Seth Godin is empathy. So who is it that you seek to serve? And when you really think about what they need, the problems that they encounter, great businesses always are a solution to somebody's troubles, angst, the missing thing, right? So, yeah, Seth's greatest gift to me and so many of us is uh, empathy. I'm always curious, where and how does he do his thinking? Is he a guy that locks himself away? Is he a ritualized sort of guy? What's his process for it? (laughs) Well, I think we can look at what his process is. He writes every single day, right? He writes five blogs a day. He reads extensively, and that's his process. He learns, and he thinks, and he shifts. And what I mean by shift is, if there's somebody listening to this right now, and they are wondering what to name their business so they can get it going, you just have to do it. 
you might get it a bit wrong, it might be a bit bumpy, but what Seth teaches us is think, do. <laughs> think, do, repeat. Gold. Do you journal, Louise? Are you a journaler? Yes, I do. I write every day. And I look at what we know in the research. I'm such a nerd in a good way. Um, there's this guy, Dr. Mark Seligman. He's the father of uh, positive psychology. Not positive psychology. I don't want weeds to grow on my lawn, but positive psychology. When we study people who thrive and flourish, what do they do? Those folks know three things that they're grateful for and why every day, and they do random acts of kindness all the time. That leads to flourishing. So, yeah, I'm creating a journal. I mean, you've got yours, too. Um that, that gives people a process to stop and reflect. Is that what you use it mostly for, for you, is for gratitude, reflection? Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Maybe that's why Bluehost has been recommended by WordPress.org since 2005. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to Bluehost.com Wondersuite. That's Bluehost.com Wondersuite. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Um... Peter Drucker, the number one management expert of all time, it might be argued, he would stop and think. And so Einstein, too. Einstein had a thinking chair and he'd stop and think. We all need some way of putting pause on our crazy, busy lives. So my journal process is, what have I noticed? What does that mean? What am I grateful for? So I do, um, I start in the morning with, what's my intention for the day? And then I call that the, the review. And then I go, oh, gosh, look at this. The page layout's not even in front of me. Don't worry about that. But anyway, yes, I do use a journal. <laughs> uh, the last part is um, renewal, and that's the three gratitudes. But we all have to start by thinking about what's my affirmation for the day? What's the most important thing I'm going to do for the day? And then I review the day. What did I learn? What does that mean? And then I give my gratitudes, and that's the renewal process. But look, that book is a baby book. I can't even believe I'm talking about that right now. But, yes, that's in the works because I think we all need in this crazy, crazy world – Good habits to keep us sane and happy. It's funny uh, because I am halfway through Flourish, which is a book I got from the library oh. by Dr. Martin Seligman. We call him Marty because Marty's a big fan of the show. And we've had a lot of uh, Marty's friends on the show, uh, all psychologists, positive psychologists, neurologists, and so on. And um, Flourish is a good book. It's funny you should use that word to challenge this notion of happiness. And yeah, I think sure. his work is very, very profound. Um, 
Speaking of which, you, you've you said that we suffer from infobesity. Oh, what a great word. What's, what is, where, what is that? Just, just explain that for us, Louise. What's infobesity? Oh, I'd be happy to explain that for, uh, to all your brave listeners who I'm hoping are going to launch a business or whatever it is they're going to do. So infobesity was a term coined by this guy named Alvin Toffler in the 70s. And he was, back then, a futurist. And in the 70s, he said, we're getting overwhelmed with information. Well, your grandparents had half the information thrown at them as your parents. And our generation has four times the information that was thrown at our great-grandparents. So we are just bombarded with stuff, ads, um, you know, billboards, online pop-ups. Like, we're drowning in information, but we're starving for meaning. So that's why your journal or my journal, whatever people use to ground themselves in what matters each day is what's going to keep us sane as we face the real critical challenges that are before us all, the environment, refugees, uh, clean air, water, uh, soil, whatever you care about, elder care, teenage suicide, whatever your thing is, we need some way of coming back to what matters so we can make the difference we were born to make. So being someone who gets to work with Seth Godin, and we know how much he's a ferocious reader and reads widely, how do you, what's your diet for information? How do you go about processing information and capturing it without getting caught up in the stuff that leads us to infobesity? I think it's all important for those of us who are creative to create before we consume. So if you're an artist, paint before you look at anything else. If you're a writer, write before you read anything else. So create before you consume. That's what I try and do. So I write my own stuff, whether that's creative writing or business writing, before I go on to consume what's happening on the BBC or The Guardian or listen to a podcast. In your mind, are words kind of losing their relevance today? Are we not valuing the language and words due to uh, social media or voice-activated learning and business processes? Do you think that the, the real strength and power of great writing is losing relevance? I think we're still primal in the way that stories are as powerful as ever. So what that means is we have to write beautifully and powerfully because people are glancing and skimming and scanning more than ever before. So the person who can really write well, they're going to have a better chance of breaking out than blending in. Is part of that, let's talk about storytelling. Is part of that the ability to tell a great story? And if it is, what's a great founding story? It's a word you use in the book. What's a great founding story? In 1908, on a cobbled street in London, England, a double-decker horse-drawn carriage was being pulled. And on the second story of that bus was a man in a top hat and a gorgeous, gorgeous summer suit. And that man had been playing with letters for days, those little wooden letters, just like we use for Scrabble or uh, Bananagrams. He wanted to find the name that would fit on his watch face. For days he'd been playing, but it was when he was riding on that bus and feeling the rhythm of the carriage pull him down that beautiful cheap side London street that the name Rolex 
popped into his ear. That, that's a founding story, isn't it? So that's the term you use, it's a founding story. Is that the backstory to how someone... So your founding story can sometimes have the genesis of your business name in it. So yes, it's very important to come up to, to actually write out what your founding story is. So while we're, on the su- while we're on the subject of founding stories then, can you dispel this myth that Coca-Cola was actually named Coca-Cola because it contained cocaine? Well, no, it's, well, yes, I can absolutely dis- dismiss that um, myth. So Coca-Cola was named because of the co- cocoa that's in it, um, the coca leaves. This is uh, a very important question for a lot of folks. They have a business, Louise, which is two, three, five, ten years old. They hear you speak, they read the book and go, it's blah. However, I have invested an enormous amount of time, an enormous amount of energy. I've invested in a lot of money with my own team, customers, suppliers. I have a brand that's known, but the name is blah. Where, where, how do you help a business like that? What do you, what do you, what would you suggest? The only time to change your name is when your accountant tells you to. So if you are not hitting the numbers that you want to hit, and if you know that you want to sell your business at the end and you don't have a strong brand, then sure, change your name. And I did that for this one group called Legion, and we they were a uh, group of psychologists who consult on alcohol, drug addictions, and workplace wellness. So their new name is 360 Edge because in the cycle of behavior change, they can work with anybody, people, anybody along that cycle of change, but also they're cutting edge because they look at science and they look at actually what works practically in the field. So they had to change their name because the founders were like, oh, this dress doesn't fit us anymore. It doesn't tell us, our, doesn't tell the story. So yeah, change your name when your accountant says to, change your name when you've outgrown it. And it'll be painful. Your staff will be like, oh, I don't know. We don't like it. We're not. Like, there'll be angst. But when you're going pro, if you know in your heart your name is a disservice, if your name is not doing the heavy lifting for you day after day, you're going to have to brave up, level up, and change your name. Louise, where do values sit in all this? Values are critical. So, and there's a wonderful tool that your users can use to get at their values called the Values in Action Character Strengths Exercise. So if they, if they look up VIA, V-I-A, uh, I think it's called VIA you guys can check that and put it in your show notes. Um, that'll help. Some, companies na- some company names have come out of uh, their values. So there's an organization called um, Love. Oh, you guys probably read this in the book. Yeah, Love 146. And it's a group that's ending uh, child sex slavery, which sounds horrible. But the, the name comes from their deep belief that everybody deserves to be uh, deserves love and to be loved. But 146 was the name of the tag that this young girl had pinned on her so guys who were i hate to say this but this happens around the world men who are buying the the their young girls they wanted that night um saw that number so what happened is these guys who are doing an undercover sting who are trying to stop this from happening they saw that young girl whose numbers was 146 and her she was alive right her eyes were fierce and so they named 
that business after her, or they named that social enterprise after her. Um, they never found that that young girl, um, but they've honored her by creating this social enterprise that works to end uh, child sexual slavery and get these these young girls uh, occupations um, so they can make a living and a life. So yes, your values can bring your name, your business name, and its story to life in an incredibly powerful way. Mm. That's a pretty profound founding story, isn't it? Oh, it's so good. And look, at the, the website for that is viacharacter.org because your top five values are really important in terms of the story of your brand. What's the biggest strategic error that you think business leaders in today's age are making, Louise? You're working with the top end of town, some pretty amazing brands and some pretty amazing people. In your experience the last year or two years, right now, what do you think is an error that people should take stock of and look to make a change on? Yeah, well, there's an opportunity and an error, so let's do both. So the error that happens is the likes test. What will happen is a team, or I'll work with a team, and we'll come up with a, usually five names that we know we can get in terms of trademark. And then somebody will say, I don't like it. And it'll be a killer name. It'll work because of the sound it makes in your mouth and the way it feels. And oh, it just sparks a gorgeous story. But somebody will say they don't like it. Maybe because they're not brave enough. Maybe just because they're just having an opinion day. So the number one error is going for safe. Safe will not break out in a crowded marketplace, so be brave. The opportunity that exists right now is there's a gorgeous brand I love in Australia, and I help these guys win the um, marketing, the Australia, what country am I in? The Australia Marketing Institute Award for Best New Brand in Victoria. I didn't name these guys, but I help them tell their story, and that is Ladies Who Shoot Their Lunch. It's a gorgeous number one Shiraz in Australia, and that name is disruptive, it's delightful. So the opportunity, because it's getting hard to get single words as a domain name, you can have what I call a declare strategy. So ladies who shoot their lunch, Forever 21, Doctors Without Borders. So you're allowed to have a name that's more of a, a declare uh, declaration. The other thing that is a great learning for any business leader is creating your own category in amongst going to any wine store. And it, I mean, that has got to be one of the hardest categories to stand out in. Yet they've done that with really clever name, creating your own category. If you, if not just Shiraz, but if you are having game food, this is the one for you. Gee, it's a good case study. It's a perfect case study. And what this tells all of us who are trying to create a business that matters is start with your smallest viable audience. So these guys, you know, Matt will go out hunting to get rabbit, get rid of a pest, but he wanted game food that was pesticide-free for his family. So then he wanted a wine that would go with that. There was no wine that, that met the um, really intense flavors of origin meat. So he had a purpose. He served that purpose. They were flipping through a hunting magazine and saw the headline ladies who shoot their lunch. That made them laugh. Right, that delighted them. Everybody said, don't use that. They used it. So tiny, tiny niche, honorable purpose, and they have got the foundations for a brand that's going to break out. It all came from his values. It's a gorgeous, gorgeous story. 
And an important brand. We need to support brands like that. Absolutely. Depending on whether you're a vegan or not. (laughs) 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 Which I appreciate all the vegans because because of them we're, you know, we're we're less hard on the planet. So You've made me hungry now. I'm thinking about rabbit stew. I know. (laughs) 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 You're gonna have different listeners with different opinions, but regardless of what uh, the difference is you want to make in the world, what those guys did right is figure out what's the niche we can honorably serve. Yeah, no, it's it's a great case study. Tell me what the motto, be in your boots, means to you. In your boots, right. Oh, my gosh, you guys have done such good work. So I, I'm a former figure skater. Um, and just like you guys, uh, Australians are great swimmers. If you're born in Canada, they pretty much give you a pair of skates at birth. And in your boots <laughs> means when I, when I was skating, if I wanted to win, which sometimes I, well, I was on the ice to win, right? I mean, I love the challenge. So in your boots meant that I had to bend my knees and go deep into my skates. And that meant being calm, certain, strong, focused. So that's what you need in a brand too. You need to really just go, okay, why am I here? What's the difference I'm trying to make? Let's go. If we if we take that off ramp for a second, there's somebody listening to the show who works in a big multinational somewhere in the world. And they say, well, I don't control the brand. I don't control the name of the company. This company is 60 or 100 years old. CBS, it's set in concrete. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Maybe that's why Bluehost has been recommended by WordPress.org since 2005. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. That's bluehost.com slash wondersuite. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Let's, let's talk to that person on an individual basis about their own personal brand name, as in their own Christian name and surname. That in itself becomes a brand, doesn't it? Are you finding that today there are more people more conscious of their own personal brand and being able to put into place all the things you're talking about here, Louise, for them as an individual within an organisation? Yes. So let's start. I'll get personal for a second. So my first name is Louise. It means famous in battle, which has been helpful to remember when I've had my own struggles. And my last name is Karsh, K-A-R-C-H. That's an unusual name. And I'm very glad I've got that name because when people look for me, they can find me. 
Your name in the gig economy is the two-second story of whether you're trustworthy or not. And every time you interact with people, any, on any project that you do, if you ask this one question, you're going to build your personal brand equity. And that one question is, after any project, after any encounter, regardless of whether you're building your brand or somebody else's, if you ask the question, what can I do differently next time? So if you're a leader and you've led a project, at the end of the project, you can say, look, I'm trying to be the best leader that I can be. How can I be a better leader next time? If you're a partner, my, my partner and I just celebrated our 15th anniversary. Every single Sunday, we ask each other, how was I as a spouse this week? What could I do differently next week? I can't change the past, but I can always make things going better forward. So in the gig economy, your reputation is the currency that counts. So always get feed forward. Ask what you can do differently next time. Do you have rituals or routines? I mean, I like the way you think about stuff, Louise. Do you have your own rituals for deep thinking? Like time where you are not distracted and you sit and ponder and pull apart these businesses, these brands, these strategies to find the content to share and be of service to others? Yes. There's a couple of different things I do. So I'm lucky that I live um, in Williamstown in Melbourne so that I can, within three minutes, walk along the foreshore and see sea and sky and birds. And so, you know, we all need nature. Most of us have a nature deficit disorder. So we need to be with big trees and birds and, you know, things that remind us that while we might be finite, the world is infinite. And that gets me thinking, the deep thoughts. I also, you know, I often do my writing at the art gallery. I go and sit in the members' lounge. It's quiet. There's good coffee. And I'm surrounded by art. And if I need a break, I wander around the, the gallery. Some of the best marketers of all time had a practice of going to galleries. So I do the same thing because artists do crazy things. And it gets me thinking in new ways. I have people over for dinner. Well, I, I also, I created this, like I'm a Canadian and we're pork people and Australia, you guys are picket fence people. So and I, I come from the land of helping each other shovel out of the driveway. So you know your neighbors more easily. And so I created this thing called 7th Street Newport. I figured I could organize a 7th Street to my neighborhood. And so we have, you know, we'll have a street party. Or we'll have Christmas parties. We're upgrading the park down the street so people can come and talk and hang out. So, so many of us work so hard that we forget we're, we're really animals. We need to come together and uh, get with the tribe and have some fun. And that's some of the ritual too. So self-care, um, neighborhood care, yeah, all that. Tell me something. I have sat in naming sessions before and I've sat with people who are looking to name their own solo enterprise or their business or offshoot or they're starting up a flanking business. And it's, Seems to be a lot of the time people let perfection get in the way of a great name. People let perfection get in the way of everything. <laughs> and they use it as an excuse not to, not to go. I mean, I think, I think you've answered this question when you took the lesson from Seth Godin. You said, think, do. Are we overthinking stuff sometimes so that we don't have to do? Yeah. If we think about our brains, that, that primitive part of the brain, the back of the brain, that's where the resistance lives. Whether you call it the lizard brain or the amygdala, that tiny almond part of the, part of the brain that wants us to stay safe and um, doesn't want us to shift. And by shift, I mean get your work out there. So, yes, perfectionism can stop us from going forward. 
However, sometimes when somebody's named something, if they've got that niggly feeling, like when I did my first edition of Namefluence, I knew it wasn't quite the right name, but I had mm. to put the book out there anyway. So you can iterate. I mean, my next edition, as I said, will be called Word Glue. Word Glue is great. And even the tagline will be different. Find your million dollar brand name. But I, I had to get the book out. So it was like I knew in my heart it wasn't quite right, but I just had to go. So the wonderful thing about the economy now is you can iterate. You can put it out there. You can try. You can test. And you can make revisions. Just go. Think, do, think, do, think, do, boom. Good word, iterate. I think people think that once they've done it, it's done. But you're quite right, though. You can iterate. You can ship, review, take feedback, make it better. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Louise, uh, we're very conscious of your time. Thank you for joining us here. I, I really admire the passion and energy you bring to everything you do. Where do where do people follow up with you? Where do we find out more about you, your work, your writing, your books? What's, what, how do we find you? Yeah. So how you find me, I only use my secret powers for good. So you can only get the book from me. I, I know you're like, well, where are you on Amazon? You know what? I'm boutique. So the way they can get me is Louise Karsh, L-O-U-I-S-E-K, like the month of March, but with a K, K-A-R-C-H. So Louise Karsh at iCloud.com. You can also connect with me on LinkedIn. And if you're doing something that matters, then I want to play with you. So it's Louise Cash at iCloud. Yeah, dot com. Okay. Yeah, that's the best way. You can get me on through LinkedIn as well. And look, thank you guys. You've done a fabulous job of doing your groundwork. I love the work that you do. I'm sure you're being of great service to all the people who are trying to be brave and do work that matters. So thank you. I'm Anna Devena. I'm also known as the Sleep Muse. I help people get a great night's sleep. And often when people are struggling with sleep, I suggest that they listen to the Mojo radio show. And when they do, they fall asleep instantly. (laughs) It's an interesting process naming your company, isn't it? I narrowed mine down from about 20 possibles to three names that I agonised over for about a week. Um... I, I know you're just Gary Burtwistle, but you did have a company called Blue Moon Creative. How did uh, how did you come up with that one? <laughs> Can I take you back? There's a story behind it, right? Yeah, I think go. every good name should have a story behind it. Yeah. I was working in shopping centres. This is this goes way way back to the late '80s, mm. and I was doing stuff on the side. Now, at that time, there was a very big popular television show called Moonlighting. Do you remember that show? I do. Yeah, Bruce Willis. Bruce Willis and Sybil Shepherd. Now, because I was doing stuff on the side, a side hustle away from my shopping centre job, I was moonlighting. Now, in moonlighting, Sybil Shepherd was the Blue Moon Girl and their detective agency was called Blue Moon Investigations. That was too. And I was a bit of a Bruce Willis, David Addison fan. So I went, well, because I'm moonlighting, I'll call it Blue Moon (laughs) Creative. And that's how it started. Nice. Nice. I'll fess up and say Voodoo Sound came from um, the Rolling Stones' Voodoo Lounge tour. Oh, really? Yeah. Stab in the dark. I know. (laughs) Throw a dart at the board. (laughs) But what's interesting with the naming thing is that when I wrote my first book, my publisher said, well, you can get rid of Blue Moon Creator because no one's going to care. You're now becoming the brand. And 
I think there's a lesson in that that people have to think about whether they personally are the brand, like an author or a speaker or a consultant or an advisor, or whether you want to create a name for a company. And the only reason you do that is if you're going to have multiple people. But when I first started, I thought you had to have a company name. But when I realized that I'm much better on my own and I'm never really going to have staff and because I became an author, you become the brand. So that's an interesting part right now for people who are blogging, solopreneurs, people who are doing their own thing is whether you actually have to have a company name or you become the brand. But then when you become the brand and you start to get staff, it's very hard to then sell the business because you're the identity, you are the positioning. So it is a tricky one. Whereas for Voodoo Sound, you could build it up and sell it. Mm, well, No one needs to know that it's Robbo unless you become the brand. So that's where the naming's important. That, and that's on the cards at the moment, as you well know. Okay, roll it. At the Mojo Radio Show, we love hearing about people who are chasing their dreams. I have a dream. People who are getting after it. Stephanie Regan is a really interesting lady. I'd done a keynote speech on the Gold Coast to open a big conference for Action Coach. She was a terrific bunch of people. And Stephanie approached me at the side of stage and said, I want to be on your podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. And there's a couple of things that occurred to me at the time. Number one is it takes courage and boldness to do it. And I said, well, go on and check out the show and do some research. And if you still want to be on there, let us know. And then she followed up, which is very unusual. A lot of people say these things but never follow up. The second thing is that I said, well, what would we talk about? And it turns out this is a very determined, very disciplined young lady who was certainly getting after it. So I thought, well, the nice thing about podcasts is we can do what we want. So, Stephanie, you did it. Welcome to the Mojo Radio Show. Thank you, thank you. Now, we met on the Gold Coast at the mm-hmm. Action Coach Conference and you you came across as a very determined lady. Where does this drive and determination come from? Honestly, it's just been who I am my entire life. Every every single aspect of my life, I'm, I'm very determined to, to try and be the best. I think being a middle child um, has something to do with it. I thrive on recognition. So for me, um, having a mediocre life has never been something that I am happy to just settle with. So yeah, I kind of kicked myself into gear at the end of last year and set myself a few targets and yeah, starting to smash those goals. Because the reason you're here on the show is because, and I just said it right before we started recording, it's good having a podcast because we our background is coming out of radio stations where they were particularly the latter part of our careers, Robert, was very structured and very disciplined and you couldn't really the unpredictability of radio had really gone out and hadn't it. It had, absolutely. With podcasts, you can do what you want when you want, which is part of the beauty of it. So when you approached me and said, I want to be on your show, and then I went, <laughs> Well, that's good, you know, have a bit of a listen and get in touch and let us know what you think and stuff. And then within 24 hours, you'd email me and say, okay, I'm good to go. Here's my backstory. Let's rock and roll. And (laughs) it kind of is interesting because it may be bred into you've always been like that, but many aren't. And hearing you talk and seeing your social feeds, something I'm curious about is when you are that driven and you are a beautiful young girl, has that discipline and determination has that been an issue in your relationships yes most definitely yeah so I mean 
I guess I can I can actually say I haven't had many successful relationships um, in my life. So, and I am now happily seeing somebody who though um, has that exact same drive and determination that I do because. Um, Look, growing up, um, especially like 18 through to 25, meeting a lot of people, um, they found it very intimidating um, to have a, to be seeing a woman who w- has always been so determined and not only determined, but very, very transparent with how I feel all the time. So from the start, if I have, you know, think I've got feelings for somebody or if I meet somebody and, and I feel happy or something like that, a lot of people can can feel like that's coming on too strong. And it's not not my intention in any way, shape or form. I'm just, this is who I am. This is what I'm about. Um, and I'm not here to mess around at the end of the day. So it, it, it can be a hindrance. Yeah. You wrote to me and you said that by the time you were 25, you'd been to nine funerals. And that's quite extraordinary at a young age. When, when I hear you talk and I put these things together, how, how did attending so many funerals, and some of those were people very close to you, how did that affect you as a young lady? So the first one was actually um, my closest friend when I was 12, and that was the first year of high school she died. And look, at the time I... I don't really remember it having such an effect on me at that time, but I know in the years following, it had a massively profound effect on my life and the decisions that I made because my life soon changed to um, anybody who's around me uh, or gets close to me could die. And so that really affected my life and how I lived my life and how close people could get to me in my life. Um, And it was soon after that um, that I, I... I lost a friend and I, for, for a very long time, I just thought if I let anybody come into my life, they're going to die. So it was, it, yeah, it ended up having a massive effect on me. I ended up being very scared of commitment, um, very scared to get into relationships. And I think there's still a little bit, bit of me that is that vulnerable, but I think most, most people do have that vulnerability side to them. So how have you resolved that today? How do you how do you feel about all that today when you're heading into a relationship or you have friends getting close to you? How do you feel about all that? I, I spent a lot of time last year and this year actually focusing on myself and focusing on knowing who I am as a person and knowing that whatever happens to anybody else in my life, I need to always make sure I'm okay. So in, in the past, if I was in a relationship and it fell apart. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, 
Our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Maybe that's why Bluehost has been recommended by WordPress.org since 2005. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to Bluehost.com Wondersuite. That's Bluehost.com Wondersuite. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I felt like my whole world had fallen apart because I was so focused on putting all of my energy and every single thing that I have into that relationship. And then at the end of the day, it actually had an adverse effect and it, it just, it kind of put so much pressure on the situation to work that it was just too much and it crumbled down. So I got into meditation. I actually just focused on myself in the gym and eating healthy. And honestly, I just focused on doing things that made me happy and, and thinking to myself, okay, am I doing this for me or am I doing this for somebody else? And I made sure that every decision I made was because I wanted to make that decision and not because it was going to benefit somebody else and not me. So I think going into this relationship, I know who I am more as a person. I value myself more as a person. And I know at the end of the day, if things don't work, I'm okay. Because I always, if I fall down, I always bounce back up stronger than I was before. It's a funny balance though, isn't it, Steph? Because we had uh, Bronnie Ware who wrote The Top Five Regrets of the Dying on the show. And one of the best best books to read. And we've recommended it on the show many, many times over the five seasons we've been on. And one of the things she talks about is that people quite often leave the world knowing they've lived their life through other people's expectations or trying to please other people. Yet when you start to do the process you've talked about and you start to focus on yourself, the challenge is you start to feel selfish because it becomes about you and how you feel and is it going to impact you. Have you been through that? As, as a young girl going through that, have you have you had to resolve that selfishness issue? No, because I feel like I've, I've been the opposite, to be honest. I feel like I've not cared about myself to the point where I've put everybody else's feelings before my own. And that's why at the end of the day, when things didn't work, I was so broken compared to them because I'd invested everything in them and I'd stopped investing in myself. So that's why last year when I turned around and made this decision and was like, okay, I'm going to focus on me, there was this massive side that is quite selfish, but I'm not selfish to the point where I stop caring about other people because I still make sure I actually donate my time to a homeless community um, and I cook up meals and deliver them down to them as well. So I make sure that I I very much still have um, this emotional intelligence to be able to have a connection with humanity still and not just be so self-absorbed. You've got a lot of things going on. How do you approach your day? From the minute you wake up, run run your day for me. (laughs) I get asked this a lot, actually. Um, Okay, so my alarm goes off at 4 a.m. And by 4.30 a.m., I'm in the gym. I spend from 4.30 to 5.30 in the gym every day. And I don't do that 
purely for a physical health. I do it for my mental health more than anything because I feel good when I've done those things. Um, I come home, I spend just 10 minutes meditating, getting myself ready for the day and just reminding myself who I am um, and what I see in my future and what I want in my future. And then I uh, get ready for work, leave for work at... 7 a.m., get to work at 8, work from 8 to 5, home, um, and then I work on my own business for a few hours. Um, and then, I'm yeah, I'm usually in bed by about quarter past nine. If you're in the gym by 4.30, do you live next door to it? <laughs> no, but it's only five kilometres away. So <laughs> it's, it's literally like a five-minute drive down the road. What's the business you're building, Steph? Tell us about that. Yes. So it is a coaching business for property management departments. So I feel like, and I know a lot of people out there have nightmare stories about property management teams that they've dealt with, about rental properties and that sort of thing. And I know that this stems from um, gaining employment in the industry and not having any training whatsoever. And it's kind of sink or swim. And they really have had no proper leadership or guidance or the department that they're working in doesn't have the right systems and procedures in place to be able to effectively manage properties. So I have created a, it's a 12-step business system um, and each month I'll implement a new step and a new process and procedure into the company so that by the end of that 12 months, all of the staff are working effectively um, and those businesses are able to maximise their potential. How's it going? Um, it hasn't launched yet. <laughs> so oh, okay. I'm still just building the back end of it at the moment. So launching, it will be January next year and I'm actually launching my podcast alongside of it. So um, I'm on the weekends and during my lunch break, I'm recording my own podcast. So yeah, super exciting. Well, have a bit of a chat to Robbo because he is a Master behind the, the deck, behind the deck. <laughs> I am very much an amateur, I can tell you. Me and my laptop and my microphone and, and Reaper and Audacity, we're, we're very much the other amateur. <laughs> Reaper? You want to talk to the big fella? Yes. Okay. Gotcha. <laughs> now, just to, uh, before we let you go, because you always have good luck going on, where does Steph draw inspiration from? I know you attend a lot of courses and when you wrote to me, you said you'd been to four courses in 10 days. Mm, yeah. Where ultimately does, where, where do you draw your inspiration that helps you stay the course and stay disciplined and determined? Um, honestly, it's a vision I have for myself. It's, it's not that I'm more inspired by people. It's more that I see what I don't want my life to be like. So I've, I've got this big vision in my head of what I want um, and every single day I remind myself that's exactly what I want to live my life. Like a lot of, a lot of people and a lot of women, I guess, wake up and go, you know what, I, like I, I want to be a mum. And so they're, you know, they put the steps in place to, in order to have a, a, child, a child and, you know, build a house and have a white picket fence. Whereas I guess my dream is to build a company um, that, can operate without me having to physically be there so that I can travel the world and I, and I still have an income generated. So that's ultimately what my goal is. And I, and I remind myself of that when I see holiday destinations or when I see entrepreneurs, actually, real entrepreneurs and not the Instagram entrepreneurs, like <laughs> living out their dreams. So, 
Well, one of your dreams was to be on the Mojo Radio Show. You've done that. Tick. Tick. Uh, tick. <laughs> Off the bucket list. Done. Yeah, and your appointment at the psychologist is booked for next week. <laughs> That's okay. I'm a regular, so she's got me scheduled in, no doubt. <laughs> yeah. uh, Steph, come on in. Uh, it has been a treat. I was take, very taken by you when I saw you on the Gold Coast in the audience. It was lovely to chat with you after the gig. We have been able to connect. Good luck with all you're doing. It, um, it's great, Steph, and it's a, it's a good story you tell. And the nice thing about this show is we get to talk with people that are walking the talk. Like we don't just have people who come on and talk about it. We like to especially have people on who are putting rubber on the road and you're doing that. So uh, good on you. Thank you. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. We interrupt this program to bring you a special bulletin. <laughs> <laughs> the Mojo Radio Show. Right. Ladies and gentlemen. Now. So being a podcast, as you say, we can do whatever we want. I can honestly say I think Gracie would approve of that one. <laughs> mate, mate, Bob. Oh, do you know I've got to got to tell you something. I went into Triple M. I have to have. I, I I don't like this term, but I have to send a shout out. Yeah, okay. I visited the House of M's, the the Halcyon Hollow Ground, the Holy House of M's, the Holy House of M's in Sydney. I was doing a job for Southern Cross Osteria. And I've got Oh to, really? Our old bosses got you back in. Yeah, and I've got to say a lot of things have changed, but a lot of things are the same. Yeah. But gee, I've got to say straight up what an impressive bunch of people. I really the Today Hit Network and mm. the Triple M Network and the old Dr. Dan was sitting on a coffee cup in the kitchen, which I was just, oh. honestly, it, it brought tears to my yeah. eyes to see the actual Dr. Dan, the hooved warrior, the devil is back. But gee, what an impressive bunch of people. But the thing I've got to tell you is I haven't been in the halcyon grounds of, of Triple M since the late 90s and I walked in and Barb was on reception. <laughs> I think Barb will always be on reception, won't she? Are you kidding me? The stories <laughs> that Barb could tell and the beautiful thing about it, Barb will never tell. But uh, it was wonderful. I've got to say it, it was a sentimental blast from the past walking in and seeing Dr. Dan, meeting the people in there. Although things have changed, seeing Barb and people like Lee Simon, who's still doing the footy. I mean, yeah. goodness me, it's just, uh, it was wonderful. A great trip back. Have you seen Barb's business card? No. No? <laughs> to, to, to fill everybody in so this makes sense, Barb has been on reception at Triple M 30 years, Gaz. Have oh, to be least. close to it. At least. Yeah. Anyway, Barb's business card is Director of Telephonic Communications. <laughs> <laughs> and I tell you what, you would not get anybody who is better at doing what they do. She is no. absolute gold. Absolutely. This is a journey into sound. Now, let's go to our mailbag. Oh, we've got mail. A letter came to us from Nick, who is a regular listener and not a first-time caller. Nick wrote to me and said, have you heard of these guys, Gary? And I'm going to play you a little clip. And he thought they sounded like somebody. The question is, would Robbo approve? What do you reckon <laughs> of this band? A 
sounds a bit like Peter Andre. <laughs> would Robbo approve? Robbo would approve of anything that sounds like Led Zeppelin. The band is Greta Van Fleet. I'll put a link to them in the show notes. You can go and check out more of their work, but they sound great. So uh, on that note, we're out. Radio Show is produced and recorded in the studios of Voodoo Sound. For more tips and tools to get your mojo working, check us out on Facebook at the Mojo Radio Show or online at themojoradioshow.com. For more about Gary, see garybertwhistle.com or to polish your next audio or video production, check out voodoosound.com.au and for the right voice, realtimecasting.com. Andrew Peters speaking. See you next time. 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.